Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. Welcome back to the Hurricane Hotline, everyone. As we continue on, Hurricanes in Louisville on Saturday night from Louisville. 7.30 7.30 kickoff. Joining us now, University of Miami wide receiver Mike Harley. And, Mike, a year ago you played very well against Louisville, got yourself a couple of touchdown passes. How do you think their defense has changed this year? Uh, defense changed. Um, they're same, the same type of guys. Got like eight, eight nine returning starters. They're much faster, much discipline, you know, and you get better over over a couple of days, a couple of weeks. So they look way good and way better when they played last week. They got a couple of guys in the secondary. I don't know if you played against them in high school, cross paths with them in uh, in uh, Pee Wee football, Optimus football, but they got a couple of guys that are from Dade County and Broward County, Central High School and Chaminade High School. Uh, so they do have a South Florida flavor in their secondary. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I played against um, AJ uh, growing up. Uh, one guy named Chandler. Uh, Chandler, he played for Miami Central. I played against him in 707. And Trinell Trotman, he's a safety. I played with him at St. Thomas. So, you know, I, I know I know a lot of them guys. And, you know, they're going to bring the funk because, you know, it's, it's a team in their backyard they didn't get recruited by. So it's going to be a personal game. Uh, it's the first conference game of the year, and the rest of the way it's all conference games. Are you excited about playing uh, just a conference-only schedule now the rest of the way? Yes, sir. So, you know, yes, sir, I'm very excited. Uh, that just shows you who's going to be the best team to come up top in the conference and that you get to play really against every ACC team possible. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Miami and Louisville on Saturday kick off at 7.30. Our broadcast will begin at 3.30 in the afternoon. Uh, where do you think your passing game is right now? Coach Diaz said uh, it's probably the, 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 the one part of the offense that still needs some more confidence. Yeah, we just need to, uh, from a receiver standpoint, as we watch them from UAB, we just need to, uh, you know, win at the line, attack our uh, defenders, uh, very aggressive, and then, you know, get open. And um, King going to deliver the ball. You know, we just learn. You know, it's the first game of the season. You know, you learn from your mistakes. And we're just going to connect. We've been working on our chemistry all week, um, getting up in certain routes and stuff like that. 
And um, this is the week that you know we open the open the playbook up uh, from a receiver standpoint. If you're able to keep that running game going uh, the way it went the other night against Alabama Birmingham, certainly that should open things up in the passing game. How uh, how important is the running game going to be for you on Saturday night against Louisville? Uh, the run game is going to be very important, just like how you say, uh, as we run, 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 that's when everybody comes up, and then, you know, we just deliver the bombs over the top and uh, hit the hit the free access throws, you know. Just, just, setting up, just setting up for a big play. You're a senior, hard to believe. Have you taken on a uh, leadership role with this year's team? Oh, yeah, uh, most definitely. You know, I've always been a leader by action. Um, now... I'm one of the leaders on offense, you know, King and Corey Gaynor and, you know, then, then me uh, helping my guys out and then being the voice for the team. It's not a, not a, not a hard job, just, you know, just being a leader. Wide receiver Mike Harley is our guest. You have another uh, St. Thomas receiver on the roster, Xavier Restrepo. Now, a year ago he played at Deerfield Beach, but he does have St. Thomas on his uh, resume. How is he coming along? Uh, he's coming along great. Uh, he's a great competitor. He's learning. He's learning the game, you know, as every freshman should. But he has a step over a lot of freshman guys. He's he's tough as heck. You know, um, he's a competitor. That's one thing that stands out about him. Derek King, your quarterback, uh, made some dazzling plays last week. Your thoughts on having a uh, quarterback like Derek King run the operation this year? Yeah, man, it's a truly blessing to have a competitor, a leader at the quarterback standpoint, and um, you know, an athletic quarterback at, at that. You know, a lot of defenses hate a quarterback that can throw, and hate a quarterback that can also run. And with him back there, it's like Houdini. It's just uh, magical. You never know what's gonna happen. So you gotta keep the defense on their toes. Yeah, I guess as a receiver, you gotta be on your toes too, right? Uh, the play always seems to be alive. Everybody's got. Everybody is alive with. Uh, with the way he plays. Oh, most definitely can't be sleeping. You know, it, it can turn to a scramble drill and he can throw a ball 50 yards downfield and score a touchdown, you know. Just stay alive, fast up offense, and just keep your head on the swivel. You never know what team. How important do you think a win Saturday night would be for this team? Uh, that'll, that'll boost our confidence up. And um, this this would be a huge, a huge win, beating Louisville going into a Florida State week. You know, we'll have our confidence level up uh, and just letting letting the ACC know, you know, that, you know, Miami's here and we're here to play football. Last week we saw in the second half Revan Jordan get more involved in the passing game. Of course, you know, the skill level of Will Mallory as well. How important is it for your tight ends to be involved? And then uh, one step further, once they get involved, how's that going to help you? Yeah, that's very important. Um, the receivers, as you see, Brevin got more involved. You know, uh, the passing rating went up, and then you know, with the tight ends involved, that take that take a burden off. You know, me as well, because you know sometimes they can bracket one of the best receivers and then leave another receiver open, or they can like take one receiver out and then you know we can run the ball. So you know, it's give for give, take take thing. These are unusual times. You're going to play your second game of the year. You guys have done a really good job of paying attention to all the University of Miami protocols. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about why it's been so important for the players uh, to get this right, because a lot of people are proud of you. Excuse me, can you repeat that? 
can, can you talk a little bit about, you know, the, the protocols that you've had to go through in order to play? And I think there are a lot of people that are really proud of you. Why has it been so important for the players to get this right? Man, it's been very important. You know, we've just been doing a little things right to prove, just prove everybody wrong that, you know, it's, it's, we're able to play a season this year. And, you know, with all the doubt and all the negativity, all we're doing is just listening to our coaches, um, doing all the right protocols, you know, staying safe, wearing our masks, and sanitizing, and then able to play football. So it's, it's not that hard, you know, just following directions and staying out the way. Very good. And having fun, right? Excuse me? And having fun. Oh, man, most definitely. <laughs> no football this year would be bad. Really fun. All right, very good. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate the very best of luck on Saturday night against Louisville. Appreciate you, man. Okay, that's Hurricanes wide receiver Mike Harley at three catches the other night against Alabama Birmingham, the senior uh, from St. Thomas High School. Last year, two touchdown, uh, two touchdown receptions against Louisville. One of them was a beauty right underneath the goalpost. It was a heck of a catch, over-the-shoulder catch. Underneath the goalpost, Miami will need that kind of performance on Saturday night against the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, they'll need to generate something in the passing game, Don. You can see the identity right now is a running game, but at some point you got to get some points to the passing game. You absolutely do, Joe, and, and, and they're coming. Uh, you know, the game plan going into the first game was to keep it as simple as you can, and we have to remember that UAB showed up with an entirely different formation defensively than Miami had prepped for the last two weeks and you got to give them credit for adjusting and football is a big game of adjustments and Miami and Miami's offense led by Rhett Lashley and Derek King they you know they studied what they had seen all last year and actually probably for three years uh, since UAB returned to college football and studied it studied it studied it and it didn't present itself so now you've got to go back with a brand new offense, a brand new quarterback, a new coordinator, the whole thing, and start making adjustments. And Miami was able to do that. So I think that that's something that has gone unnoticed. And really, Miami and didn't talk about it much. But you imagine if you're preparing for a test and for two weeks, and then they give it to you in another language. I mean, that's really that's really what happened. And the Canes adapted to it, and when in doubt, if you can pound that football, it, it can get you well in a hurry. And that's that's what Miami went to. They went to, to the running game, and it certainly paid off. Uh, inside the ACC, the other night we got our first look at Clemson. Somebody made the comment about the Tigers. How come it looked like they've already played three games? They, they, they were sharp. You know, it's been an odd, odd training camp for everybody. But whatever Dabo did, he had him ready to go. Clemson, uh, they look very deep. They play a lot of players. And um, uh, they looked really good the other night. Well, Joe, you have to remember, here's the thing. Clemson, the last four years or five, have played a couple extra games a year than everybody else. They've been winning by a margin that allows them to play younger players. They've been recruiting at a level which allows them to redshirt players. They've also created an environment where people are not in a hurry to leave. If anybody, they've done as good a job as anybody in the country 
of letting players stay. Nobody, nobody goes into the portal. Not many people go into the portal. They lost a quarterback to Duke this year, but very few people go into the portal. And they have got an established program with an established staff, and they run their system. And they just come out and play Clemson football. They're not worried about adapting to Wake Forest or going to adapt to Miami. They're going to play their brand of football and they feel that you have to adapt. And that's what comes with winning. And that's what comes when your coach has been in place and your assistants have been in place. And you've done a, you've done a whole bunch of things right. And you've won a whole bunch of championships. And I don't mean ACC championships. I'm talking national championships. They, uh, uh, the way they handled Wake Forest, uh, and you're right, they don't, uh, they don't have attrition. Uh, that's one area no. that Miami has really struggled. Miami's has struggled. If I, uh, you just go back years and years and years. I always thought one of the biggest reasons the University of Miami's not been able to get over that hump. And to me, I've always said when you when you win ten games year after year, uh, then you you are doing something special. And I think probably one of the biggest reasons preventing Miami from that has been trying to win the battle of attrition, which uh, I'm not so sure they've been able to do that. You look just to, if you look at it this year, you would have Cameron Harris and DJ Dallas in the backfield with these, with the two freshmen. Uh, but, you know, I'm with you. I mean, here, you, here's what you lose. I, I think it may be if there's three things, that's for sure. One of them. Okay. And, when you and let's take the backfield, okay? It started. It went what? Mark Mark Walton, Travis Homer, DJ Dallas, and, and, and I mean, you think about there's three guys that left early, and we we didn't even bat an eye. We're not even talking about the tight ends that left early, and and the defensive linemen that left early. I mean, we had two years ago. You had two defensive linemen leave early, and you had a defensive lineman leave early. The last, you know, two defensive ends leave early. It's it's an epidemic as far as what what happens with Miami's people leaving early like this, and I think you you lose you lose an established player, but you really lose the mentoring. I mean, Travis Etienne came back. I mean, he, he was he's the leading he's the leading returning rusher in America, and he came back. And this is a guy that what's he going to do? Try and get sixteen hundred yards this year because he got fifteen hundred yards last year. I mean. You know, he, but they, they, they love it. They love being there. The, they love their, their, their program. They, and they, and they want to win a national championship. I mean, they, I, I think they got a, a great plan going on and, and I would highly recommend it. I mean, what's the hurry to leave? You know, you're going to be, if you're a first round pick and you get a chance for another championship ring and to be with guys you love and, to, and a chance to be special and what lose three games in three years of college football or four games or five games in, in four years of college football. I, I get it. I mean, but that's probably, that's probably what Dabo has done as well as anything. One of the three best things he's done is keep his guys there. Yep. Sure has. Uh, Notre Dame is in the league this year. I like it. I know a lot of people are like, are of the opinion. Well, Notre Dame's not a full-time member. I, I understand why they are not, why they will not be after this year. But I do like the fact they're in the league this year. They're going to play a non-conference game uh, on Saturday against South Florida, non-conference for this year. But but uh, I think this is a this is the strangest year I think any of us are ever going to go through, whether it's in business, life, or athletics. So Notre Dame moves into the ACC for this one year 
I think it's going to make it very, very exciting. Good relationship with them, for the most part, with all the other sports. Uh, Jack Swarbrick, their AD, has a good relationship with the uh, the commissioner in the league, John Swafford. I think it's exactly what this league needed, and uh, it's a great way to take advantage of things while the other leagues try to figure out if they're going to play or not. Well, you know, at the end of the day, everyone has said for 100 years, it's, it's you know, Notre Dame being the true independent, it's all about the money. And Notre Dame may find out that um, it is about money, but it's also about stability. And I'd like to see them stay in the ACC. I really would. And then, you know, you'd be at 15, and you've been, you've been pounding your chest hard about leaving the conference like this. Let it be this way where – you play straight conference schedules, and you can rotate a Miami Notre Dame every three years, or however however you want to do that. But I like the fact that they're in the ACC, and it's a step. I think it allows them to dip their toe into the water, see what it's like being affiliated with a conference, see how the TV scheduling goes, and if you're Notre Dame trying to to win a national championship. They're probably better off suited in the the ACC than keeping that schedule of historic uh, rivals. That, you know, Stanford going to California and USC and and, and dealing with the, the teams that they've they've dealt with over the years to somewhat keep that quote unquote national schedule. But time will tell, and my instincts tell me that they're going to go back to being Mister Independent, and doing what they're doing. But I think uh, my I think the ACC and Notre Dame are both helping themselves at this time. Yeah, for this year, for sure. Well, if you're my age, you remember Notre Dame football on Sunday morning and Lindsey Nelson saying, we now move to further action. And that's what we're going to do, move to further action. When we come back, Al Blades will join us, and we'll talk about Saturday's game with Al Blades. Uh, he'll have his hands full with this uh, passing game of Louisville. We'll talk with Hurricanes cornerback Al Blades next on the Hurricane Hotline. Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagaki. Okay, Jay Fig is our producer tonight. Jennifer Figueroa producing tonight. Josie, Don Bailey Jr. We'll cross our fingers on this one that our uh, that everything works technically. We've had an interesting ride so far, but it's been okay. Uh, one of the nicest young men on the University of Miami football squad is joining us right now from St. Thomas High School. Al Blaze is with us. Al, good evening. How are you? Hello, Al. If you guys Hello, are Al? talking right now, I can. Oh, oh you you can hear us. I can hear you guys now. Okay. Don, can you hear me? I can. I can hear you and Al. Oh, look at that. It's like a party line, which would be well before Al Blaze's uh, – he probably didn't even know where the party line was. <laughs> okay, Al, um, thanks for being with us. Uh, how much are you looking forward to this game on Saturday? Uh, it's a big game, early season, going on the road against a very good team. Uh, it's got a really nice feel to this game, a big game. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, honestly, we're going into this week just as any other week with a hard hat mentality. It's going to be a um, it's going to be a tough game. Every game is hard to win. Like we say, winning is is is, is never easy. So we're just ready to go in and compete. Honestly, 
when you when you look at Cunningham, their quarterback, Al, describe to our listeners what kind of quarterback is he? How would you describe him if you were talking to your friends on the phone? Um, I would say he's he's a he's an athletic quarterback. He's like that kid uh, growing up in the neighborhood. You know, he he's very athletic, but he also can throw a little bit. And he's he's made it pretty far doing what he's doing. As you can see, he's he's in a great mindset. And I, I think that's one of the biggest things when you're going against a, an opponent. If they're in a great mindset and they believe they're great, I mean, that's one of the hardest people to stop uh, as a confident quarterback. What concerns you most going into this? The way they run the football, and of course you're a defensive back, or the way he completes the long ball? Uh. For our team, I feel like it's always us versus us, to be honest. Uh, they're going to come out with scratch. Our, our D-line is going to handle. Our whole defense is going to come together with the deep ball. I mean, we're going to step up and just play ball. I feel like it's always us versus us. If we come up and play as Miami Hurricanes, I don't think anything they do is, uh, will really threaten us. Al, what kind of problems does Tutu Atwell give you? Tutu Atwell, he's, he's a vertical threat. He's, he's a threat to let him catch ball in space. He's just a he's a he's an athlete, you know. He's one of those guys that he, it's like lightning in a bottle. So you got to be careful with him. But um, as long as we just stick to our rules and, and and keep them in check, I think everything will be fine. But they're one of those teams where they have one, two, and three. You cross those one, two, and threes off the list, and then you know they they're just any other team. Did you cross paths with a two-two in high school or seven-on-seven seven or in, in Optimus League? Um, let me think. I know you got. I, I know Saint Thomas on, played Northwestern. I can't remember if you if that was when you you and he were there at the same time. I don't remember. No, nah, I, I wasn't at. I, I don't. I was definitely was not at Saint Thomas when they played Miami Northwestern. But I played for South Florida Express seven on seven. But he wasn't. I don't think I ever got a chance to go against him. To be honest, and I don't. I don't even really remember. He definitely wasn't. Oh, he was on our team for a little bit as well, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, well, he even threw a touchdown pass uh, against Mississippi State. Let's talk a little bit about your secondary. Uh, you got some veterans back there now. This is your third year with DJ, and uh, and you got a bevy of safeties back there who are all punishing hitters. What are your thoughts about why your secondary's got a chance to be really good this year? I mean, I feel like we really have a chance to be – one of the best secondaries in the nation. We're we're filled with athletes. We're filled with guys who who know each other and are well, like well groomed together. I mean, we've been here for a long time together. We we're good at communicating. We can understand what each other's thinking without even really talking. So as as far as growth, I feel like everyone in our secondary are are we're, we're all growing at a tremendous rate. And I feel like every every day, every practice, every week, we're just going to get better and better. Now, what was it like going out on a football field <clears throat> on uh, last Thursday night and not having Shaq Quarterman with you? Yeah, it, it was weird without playing with a lot of those older guys. You know, Shaq, Mike Pickney, a lot of guys in D line. Uh, it's just like it's one of, and it was the same year before as well. It was just kind of like it was just weird, and 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 now I see myself. I'm like, wow, now I'm those guys for the younger guys. So it's like. It, it goes from a, like, I'm kind of missing them. It's kind of, it, now it's kind of like I got to leave my mark and leave this same impression they left on me on the kids that are coming after me. Yep. Al, Al Blades is our guest, and um, you understand, obviously you understand the history and tradition 
uh, of University of Miami football. Uh, you're surrounded by a lot of guys from South Florida, but do you feel like you take a, a leadership role in that department in terms of the history and tradition of Hurricanes football and, and what it means to this community? I feel like um, I put myself in a position to where my hard work really started to speak for me, and that kind of made some guys um, turn my way to look for leadership. So, I mean, it, it's a it's a blessed position to be in. So, yes, I do feel like I have some type of weight uh, to put on my shoulders and make myself push even harder so the guys that are looking up to me can go down the right path. And how nice is it to have a guy like Ed Reed to look up to every day? Uh, it's it's amazing. It's amazing just to have that greatness, to have uh, that knowledge. To, if, if anything, the, the knowledge is what I'm most excited about. Just just having him him there, just doing what he does. You know, uh, you, you realize he's like the Michael Jordan of football, right? I mean, he's a guy that things come, came pretty easy to him in terms of he sees things maybe that everybody else doesn't see, but. He's a Hall of Famer. That's got to be, as Don said, pretty special. I mean, it it's amazing. Like when you really just think about it, just just seeing him around, and you still have some of the guys on the team, like you know, just look at him, like like wow, like he's really here. You know what I mean? It's like it's like every day is a blessing. It lets you realize like you're blessed to be where you are, and you never know what you can get. <clears throat> how's it? How's it like? <clears throat> playing for Coach Rump. I mean, they were teammates. They were, you know, two guys in the first round. I mean, you think about that. That's a pretty prestigious, pretty prestigious coach you have in Mike Rump. What's he taught you, and and and, and how has he influenced you so far? I mean, Coach Rump from day one has all he, he's been the same guy every day. He's just, just like Coach Feely. He comes in every day, and and those those guys are like those people who you come to every day and you're waiting on them to like get adjusted. You're waiting to see the, the character difference, but he's always been the same guy. He's always been the same coach and he pushes us no matter what. And it's, it's funny because with all the things that like the connection with my dad and every, he, he respects boundaries. So he doesn't really, um, like he doesn't really bring up too much unless, unless I ask and he lets me know like, Hey, I'm here. So it's like, He's a great coach because he, he sticks to the technique. He's he's close with us, but at the same time, he knows that it's business at the end of the day. So it's lovely. We have uh, we have Amari Carter coming on after after we get done talking with you, Al. What what can you tell us about Amari Carter? Do you have any good stories that uh, on Amari? I mean, Amari was one of the Amari was one of the first guys. I I think I had like a pretty strong connection with but as far as like let me say funny stories like me and Amari like we're we're huge skaters so you know like every now and then we'll um we'll, we'll head out to go skating and stuff and you mean I skating, skating. <laughs> roller skating or no, ice like, skating like like skateboarding, so like we oh, we go skateboarding. Oh, so skateboarding. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like it's it's funny because me and him are both like these high energy guys. So when it comes to like like going on an adventure, we're very adventurous. So like say for instance, he usually picks the location. So like say for instance, he'll just be like, 
let's go somewhere in Coral Gables. And so we'll start skating. He's like, he's the one that kind of like conducts it. He's like, yeah, we're going to go here. Like we're riding and we're just like freestyling. And then he likes to go all the way until our legs are like dead. And he's like, okay, now nah, we'll turn around. <laughs> so it's just, it's like one of those funny things. He's, he's a cool, cool guy. One of the okay. closer guys I'm, I'm with on the team. So you use skateboard, skateboarding for conditioning. Yeah, well, it does condition you as well. <laughs> it's one of those things we kind of just do for fun. Coach Coach Feely, I, I was speaking to him <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, and he's always got great stories. And I asked him, I says, tell me, who's who's the king of the weight room? And you're one of the names that uh, that popped up. And you know this as well as I do. That normally is not the case for a cornerback. What what has intrigued you about strength and conditioning that has put you in a position to to be so fond of that area of the Hex Center? Uh, I mean, for me personally, I was always the type of guy that was like every, a lot of people doubted me. Even even coming to college, people doubted me. A lot of people thought I was wasn't athletic enough to play safety. It was just like so many so many different like situations where people just kept doubt, doubting me. So me personally, I felt like if I'm able to get myself in peak physical condition, I feel as though the rest will come easier. And, and, and it has proved, proved to be true for me. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone thought I was slow. I proved that I wasn't slow. Everyone thought I wasn't athletic enough to play corner. I proved that I was athletic enough to play corner. So for me personally, I just feel like everything goes to the weight room. It's like, it's like you get yourself in the best possible condition so your mind can work easier, so your body can flow easier. So that's why I go so hard in the weight room. It's just, it's just all about proving to myself that no matter what, because in, in, weight, in the weight room, everything's right there. You can see the numbers going up. You can see everything coming together, you know? So it's one of those things I just I have to attack every day just to know that I'm working. Okay, Al Blades has been our guest. You, you were second on the team in interceptions last year. DJ Ivy led the team uh, by one, so maybe um, maybe there's a competition between you two guys. You'll you'll uh, go after him this year. You'll get another interception or two. Oh no, definitely. We gotta we gotta we have to compete together. We have to go back and forth. <laughs> we have to be able to just you know because every every day is a competition for for all the corners. So for me personally, for me personally, it's kind of a thing where. We're we're competing against each other to compete to be the best in the nation. That's how we feel. All right, very good. Well, listen, uh, don't be afraid to pull uh, to, to get an interception this weekend against Louisville. That'd be okay with us. Oh no, definitely. I'm definitely every every play I'm looking, every play I'm working. Okay, thanks a lot for being with us. We really appreciate you. Did a great job. I appreciate you guys having me. All right, take care. That's uh, Al Blaze joining us here on the Hurricane Hotline. Uh, very, very, Don, very, of course, you know, family name you would expect, but very, very nice kid. Very articulate, always always willing to help us out. And like you said, um, no surprise there. The Blades family has, are, are great examples for our community. Okay, when we come back, he probably will uh, earn the award for either best hitter, the way he smashes people, or best smile and that's amari carter he'll uh, join us next on the hurricane hotline we'll be back momentarily but first let me talk to you about williamson cadillac 
and Williamson Cadillac. As you know, Ed Williamson, his lovely wife, Carol Williamson, they've been a part of Miami's unique community for over 52 years. And Williamson Cadillac serves this community with the same essence that represents the people who live here because Williamson is Miami. Nobody understands the car business or the luxury car business better than Ed Williamson. And nobody gets better advice along the way than Ed Williamson from his wife, Carol Williamson. They are a great couple. And uh, when you talk about some some stars of South Florida and people that understand the history of South Florida, uh, business in this area, customer service, you're talking about Ed Williamson. And right now, at Williamson Cadillac, you can check out their entire inventory online at williamsoncadillac.com. Of course, their state-of-the-art facility is conveniently located at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway. Check out the XT5. That's what I'm driving. It is smooth. It's quiet. It is absolutely incredible. Plenty of room for you as well. The XT5. Williamson Cadillac is your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. And the last line of defense for the University of Miami is safety... Amari Carter, who wins the uh, Best Smile Award and also is already a college graduate. Amari, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? We're doing good. Thank you very much. Uh, Let's start with uh, this. You did graduate in the summertime. What was that like? And um, congratulations on that. Uh, Thank you. So it was, you know, an amazing accomplishment. You know, that's that was, uh, you know, my goal, you know, coming to college. That was something that, you know, my mom always says since we were younger. So uh, it's a great accomplishment. And, uh, you know, the only thing with the virus is, you know, the actual ceremony was you know, postponed until December. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that as long as, you know, everything holds up, you know, with the virus and everything. Yeah, it would be nice. Amari, sure what do you think? See you walk. Go ahead, Don. Amari, what do you, what do you, what do you, Amari, what do you think that degree will mean to you in five years or in twenty years, and and what do you think it'll mean to? What does it mean to your family? Right. So, just you know, for for my family, you know, that means the world. Uh, you know, we treasure education. You know, my mom, uh, my mom graduated from. Uh, the school up north, Florida State. As um, my uncle did as well. My brother graduated from Southern Methodism. Now my sister is at Miami. Uh, so you know, like that's something you know my mom always told us. You know, like it wasn't an option uh, for us. You know, not to you know go to school and get a you know a degree. Uh, but you know, just having a degree from Miami it speaks volumes, and it you know it holds a lot of weight. Um, I remember you know. Before I came to Miami, you know, I was, you know, everyone was praising, you know, Miami, you know, you get a degree from there, you know, it's a, it's a lifetime thing. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's lifetime worth the work, you know, you do to get that degree. So, you know, you hold it, you know, at a certain level uh, with all of your other accomplishments. And it's just, you know, amazing to be, you know, a college uh, graduate. 
uh, let me get the timeline right in this also, because uh, you're a senior. You did not redshirt, so you graduated right. early. You did it in three years. Yeah, so I came in January 2017, and I was able to finish this past summer. So three and a half years, uh, I was able to do it. And I'm starting – I've already started on my graduate degree in public administration – uh, so, you know, it's all blessings, you know, from God that I was able to do that. Uh, and, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do it, you know, with without, you know, my mom, you know, putting that into us, you know, that work ethic with our schoolwork and everything else that we do. And also, you know, the the staff here at Miami, you know, just always helping me, you know, along the way. They do a great job with that, you know, making sure that, you know, we, we're here, you know, to play football, but at the same time, education, you know, that's 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 big. And, you know, they actually, you know, put a lot of importance on that. So uh, that's that's always the goal for me to graduate, and it's the goal for everybody else too. Amari, what was going through your mind when you made that hit in the ball game and they started looking at it? Because you've, you've, you've had that film run on you a couple times, haven't you? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was actually, you know, one of those moments where you just like, you know, you pause and then you you kind of smile because it's like it keeps on happening. You know, it's uh, it was just, you know, one of one of those plays that, you know, it was a bang, bang, play on the sideline. And, uh, you know, I was talking to one of the referees and they were like, you know, it's, it's not a target and just let them review it. They'll they'll uh they'll make the right call. And, uh, you know, going into the game, you have everybody else. You know, so when it happened, I kind of smiled, you know, only because I knew it wasn't a targeting. Uh, but at the same time, like, man, come on. But, you know, it's football, so, you know, it's stuff like that happens. You know, they review it, and then they overturn it. So, you know, we were in good standing. Uh, and, I, you know, I was, you know, just glad that they overturned it. I got your back, Amari. I was blaming the officials. <laughs> um, Amari, let me let me tell you something. Joe, Joe Zagaki, in Joe Zagaki's eyes, you've never been guilty once. So I just want you to know that. I'm sure him. I'm sure him and your mom and him and your mom's eyes that you've never ever ever been guilty. And, and Joe just, says it's not my Amari Carter. No way. Just a football hitting my eyes. Nah. It was, Oh, none of those calls were, you know, intent to, you know, target. Um, but, you know, the majority of them aren't. It's just, you know, the way, you know, a, a certain body leads up on another body. You know, the offensive player, in some regards, you know, they have the right of way to their body going a certain way that, you know, as a defender, you know, you might have to make a split adjustment at last, like, literally second uh, to avoid that. So, you know, it's just something that you just got to be aware of. What is the most important thing for you in this game Saturday night? Um, so, I think for me and, you know, the rest of the guys in the back, is just communicating. I think that's going to be our biggest thing. As long as we communicate uh, and all be on the same page, you know, I think we'll, we'll all be good. Uh, we have to, you know, come out the same things that we do uh, all the time and that, you know, we always talk about. Is tackling and just you know be tough. You know uh, we're going against a good Louisville team, uh, so you know I can't I can't cut them short on you know what they do. 
But uh, at the end of the day, it's just us. We just have to, you know, come out, communicate, get our checks right, and uh, just play going, you know, 100%, uh, putting in 100% effort, and then just all be dialed into the game plan. When you look at this offense, Amari, you saw them last year. How are they? How are they different, or how are they better than last time when you played them? Um, so it's um pretty much you know the the same guys as last year, uh, and they added you know a couple of additions. Uh, you know, last year they were their their offense was you know they had a good offense, uh, and they have you know good players. Uh, like I said, I can't cut anybody short. Um. You know they they like to run the ball. They like to take take shots down the field. So you know overall, you know they have skill at every position, and uh, it's just something you you know we have to match up. We have skill at every position on the, on the defense too. Uh, so you know just going against you know a good offense, it'll be a fun game. You know we just had to come out with that mentality that you know like that nothing is going to get past us. Uh, you know off football is football. You know even if they get a player here that is just coming back and being all on the same page and, you know, knowing that, you know, like it's us, you know, against them. And at the end of the day, we have to, you know, dominate our matchups. Your uh, fellow safeties, Bubba Bolden and Gervin Hall, along with yourself, uh, you guys are going to gain the reputation of being very physical. What kind of effect do you think that might have not only in this game, but as the season plays out? Um, I think it's a, it's a, you know, good thing to have, you know, alongside your name, uh, especially, you know, in the league that we're playing at ACC, uh, you know, being physical defensive bats, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, you you always don't get. But uh, it's just, you know, you just have to bring it every game. You know, it doesn't mean anything, you know, if we, if we go out there, you know, and, you know, don't live up to that. Uh but it just it just um, boils down to the same thing. We just have to tackle and uh, just play our game. You know, we can't always be looking for the big hit. Sometimes it may be, you know, a route road situation. But that's one thing that we're always going to bring, and we, we try to bring it in practice too, just being physical and running to the ball, you know, hitting and tackling and, you know, just being those guys on the field, you know. You know, I, I will tell you this. Mari, I don't think people realize how much time you guys spend practicing your tackling every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys go through drill after drill after drill. And Coach Diaz, when he came first came in as defensive coordinator, he, he made the promise that my, Miami will be the best tackling team in the country, and he's tried to keep that promise. Right. Yeah, that is something that, you know, we, we do every single day. Uh, you know, if it's tracking – if it's tackling, you know, uh, uh, each other, you know, in a drill, just, you know, fitting up on someone, you know, practicing the technique that uh, we're taught or uh, tackling a dummy onto a pad. You know, that's something that we, we do almost every single day. And it's intentional. So, you know, like when we get out on that field and, you know, someone makes a mistake and, you know, miss a tackle, which is going to happen, you know, to everybody. It's Like I said, football is football. But the thing about it is we take so much pride in it that, you know, we're our biggest critics, you know, when it happens. 
you know, that person know they, you know, made a mistake and, you know, that's not accepted. So uh, it's just, you know, playing football and then, you know, if you miss it, forget it, and then you just got got to go at it again. You know, it's not anything, you know, that you could put, you know, to the side and be like, it doesn't matter. Uh, we, we carry it with a lot of pride being a good tackling team. All right, Amari, thanks for being with us tonight. Congratulations on the degree. Best of luck uh, getting a second degree. Also, we we'll look forward to way you uh, look forward to uh, your performance Saturday against Louisville. Thanks a lot for being with us. All right, thank you. All right, that's uh, University of Miami safety Amari Carter. We're done, Don. We're back tomorrow, six o'clock. We'll be back tomorrow with Hurricanes Weekly, and uh, I think we'll get some other things worked out as well. Thanks for being with us. Okay, Joseph. Have a good evening. All right, that's uh, Don Bailey Jr. Thanks to Jay Fig for producing, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for being with us here on the Hurricane Hotline. Good night. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.